All right, guys, welcome back to the Casual Genius Podcast. We got a very special guest today. We got my boy Dilo in the house, the best freestyler in all of Las Vegas, maybe the entire world. We don't know yet, but welcome, man. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the kind words. Yeah. So you had a album come out the end of 2023 in December. Um and we just kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit, kind of uh, see what, what was going on when you were making this album. Gotcha. So would you be able to kind of walk us through the process of what it was like making this album and what tracks maybe stand out to you as some personal favorites in the recording process? Yeah. Um so if I'm going to be honest, uh, top three would be uh, Mystic, uh, Burning Up, and Drowned. Um, those three are three completely different sounds, um, but they all have a message deeply to it. Um, and those stand out to me as an artist because of the effect that it has on the people. Um, a lot of kids listen to Burning Up, a lot of uh, R&B listeners listening to Drown, and then a lot of Suicide Boy fans listen to Mystic. So it gives me more of a perspective on, um, you know, what stands out to me. But then the process itself is just, you know, a day in the life of a, you know, a normal rapper, a normal person, you know, someone who works the nine to five, but then uses the music as either an escape or, you know, um, you know, it, it's for me, it's, it's for me, it's my path. So the process of this album, knowing that it was going to be over 10 songs being 16 songs, um, it didn't take that long. It only took a few months. And for every session that I, you know, um, went into i only went to one guy except for burning up but other than that all 15 songs were recorded by uh, my guy nate got the juice and the process was you know pretty much the same we just go in there we get the beat i just have really a topic or a feeling and based on that you know he pitches in his ideas and we just work together so um nothing too complicated but nothing you know too simple it's it's all from me it's from the heart so that's dope um so ever ever since i've known you you've been the dude that freestyles it's it's always been a freestyle never write in nothing nothing like that so um yes. have you have you changed that at all or for this album was it was it once again all off the top or did you have any kind of writing inside of the album um i did have okay so for a couple of the songs i have like hooks kind of planned out but mm -hmm. it was hooks that i've like thought about on different beats it's like stuff that i'm like you know, this would sound good, like, uh, because I listen to a lot of uh, artists and the hook is the most very important part. It's the catch, you know. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I think of a hook, I always have to write it down. That's just always something because I feel I I'm afraid of not remembering that hook. Um, yeah. But once I have that, everything around that is freestyled for sure, 100 percent. So uh -huh. with this uh, with this album, um, there was only two songs, uh, Life at Stake and One Last Chance that I wrote. One Last Chance was a song that I wrote a long or a while ago and like just didn't finish it, decided to finish it. And then Life at Stake was uh, um, a very, I, I think the, like the most complex, like it's it was the craziest song I've written as a hook. Mm -hmm. But then that, I don't know if you guys caught the A through Z, but that yeah. verse was all freestyle. That was the only part that was freestyle. So, uh -huh. because 
I was going to use lyrics that I previously wrote for it. And then I was like, you know, I have this idea. I've never done A through Z. And I, I just got done listening to Heroes and Villains that day too. So like Takeoff when he did that. So I was like, you know what? I, I want to try that. So I yeah. just uh, had the beat and then just locked in with it. And it helps with my organization, you know? So yeah. um, that's, that's what turned out for that. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I, I love knowing that you just straight up freestyle like a majority of your stuff or if not all of your stuff. It, it's one of the coolest things to me. Well, because you can only get better, you know? So like if I'm already at a certain level where I'm rapping in front of, you know, the school lunchroom and stuff with the most yeah. simple words, it's like I can master the book, you know, the dictionary if I really wanted to, you know? Like, I mean, like that's what people kind of stereotype with like Eminem and other rappers that like, you know, they're dictionary rappers because of all these complex words. But once you can like break down a word and then you can put it back together in like the same bar and then rhyme it with the same thing, but like it means something else, it's like... Yeah you know, it's only for me to explore those avenues. So that's why freestyling the majority of this album really helped with that for sure. Yeah, that's dope. I love that you brought up a couple of uh, sound points from the album, uh, especially with the Suicide Boys sound. That was something that I kind of caught onto and was wondering like if that was an influence in the album or something that like consciously went into it because it's such a unique sound, especially to the mainstream. Like Suicide Boys is kind of bringing that a little bit into the mainstream to the pop listeners. But like, it's such an underappreciated sound when it can be so wild and so crazy. So I love that you brought that up. And another one that I, I was glad you brought up was Burning Up, because that was my first, my personal favorite track going through the album. I loved kind of cadence, the flows, how you rode the beat throughout that song. Um, what was the process of that song specifically working on it like? Because I, I know you mentioned it was a little bit different than the rest of the album. Well, so that was, uh, if I'm going to be honest, out of the top three, that's probably rethinking it, it's going to be my number one um not my number one favorite song but the process for sure so um it was the only other song i didn't record with my guy he wasn't available and i was kind of worried how it was going to sound but the first person i ever recorded with when when we did heartless i linked back up with that guy okay and um you know he has a better studio now and so he's you know i was like okay i'm up there let me progress and show him you know the progress as well and so when we kicked on that beat um i was with uh, a couple friends, uh, Zach Jazorski, you know, Angel, I was with a few people and then like a photographer as well. So like the vibes were there. Um, that beat was given to me by a college classmate because I just uh, got my certificate in audio recording technology nice. and uh, to produce music now and he's a DJ. So when he sent me that beat, I was like, yo, the snake charm vibes, like the flute, like, yo, like that's really different. I want to, you know, what do I get out of this? The fire part came from because uh like I don't know the snake charmer and like the kind of like the suspenseful like topic but like how bright the beat was you know I had to kind of like mix the two so fire you know is something that's you know very dangerous da -da 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 -da, but like the fire could be the spark for something you know like right. you know like I see you over there and you're saying you're never gonna change but I see you you know that's the fire that you know you lit up inside me and like it could be a good thing because gave me realization and then it could be a bad thing but that song right there was a hundred percent like two takes, two takes. Wow. Um, I went through that second verse, that fast one, um, you know, with like the 50 and all that, like some of the bars, like um, I've never used, but I've always freestyled. So I was like thinking of those at the same time, but also trying to match on topic. Cause like when I freestyle, I kind of drift off. So mm -hmm. with that song, I really felt the hook, like really felt the hook. And so when I like finished everything, I never had this as well, but I was like, hey, at the end, I need you to repeat the hook, but cut everything off. I just want to hear my voice. Like, and so 
like immediately when I got back in the car, man, like I, I'm like, I'm going to, I'll admit it. Like I almost cried, bro. Like, cause like hearing myself and like hearing my emotions and like how I really felt, but like knowing that there was a smile on my face the whole time, knowing that like people were around me. So like, you know, even if something were to happen, they wouldn't judge me. Like everything was just kind of like set in stone for that one moment of not being used to my normal routine, you know, with my regular producer. So with that being a freestyle as well, and to be like one of my most popular songs on the album, um, especially because it's your personal favorite, you know, it's my first song like doing pop as well. Um, besides Heartless, this is like technically my first like solo pop song. And so like, um, you know, it mixes a little bit of both and uh, uh, for sure one of my favorites as well. No. Um, so kind of staying on the track with, with freestyling, like you talked about, you know, how you kind of started at school at lunch and everything, just doing like, you know, just messing around as, as everyone does. Um, but now you're at a point where, you know, you're, you're releasing songs and they're all freestyles. So what's your secret to freestyling? Like what's going on in your head? Like, how do you do that? So a lot of people kind of ask me how I started it and how I started it was literally just putting, I guess, I guess putting perspective of what I believe in, what I think, how I feel into something that can be shown. Cause I, I, you know, I have a troubled past, you know, we all, we all have, you know, bumps in the road and my bump in the road was never being kind of heard. And so with freestyling and, you know, first writing on paper, I was really inspired by certain artists and certain people and I loved listening to rap. So building up from that to today's point, you know, being like four or five years later, but only doing the music for a year and a half, I touched a mic for the first time in 2021, you know, after all those years I've been freestyling, people are like, why aren't you dropping? Why aren't you doing this? You know, I just always had that fork in the road where everything that I would expect to come my way or to be there for me, it was never there. So for me to be in the position that I am now, I realized that it took myself, me, myself and I, and it took, you know, a lot of faith and a lot of courage to build up the freestyling because I want to be heard. Right. I don't curse in anything I do. If you hear like a slight word or if you heard something in my pro past projects, like that's supposed to be funny, like, you know, me and Zach made a collab EP, like yeah. my family did not like that. And, you know, it really sucks to like, admit that the ones that you know you wish you were there all the time aren't going to be there so yeah. for the freestyling i know that since i started it and i am where i am today there's no point in kind of looking back on everything because the only way is up so if you know if if i really want to continue this i will continue this if i don't then i don't but at the end of the day it matters you know what i believe in and so since i've you know been doing this for so long there's no reason to quit now yeah. because uh, not only accomplishments, achievements, but how it's built me as a character, how it's built a name for myself, and how one day it could definitely turn eyes and turn ears to, you know, to, to me, you know? Yeah. And it's not all about me. It's not all about this rapper. It's not all about this kind of music because, you know, all kinds of music play a part in each other. You know, sampling. Sampling's a big thing. We used a lot of samples in this album. Drowned was a boogie with a hoodie drowning. Yeah. You know, it's like, it might be as cliche and, you know, you might, you know, take some things and whatever, but as long as everyone's hearing it from my perspective and not, you know, taking it as a stereotype, taking it as a modern, like a modernization kind of rap, like, you know, just me, it's d sound, you know, that's just, uh, 
you know, if I'm going to start that, I might as well just finish that. And the goal is to obviously get it out there to the whole world. So that's what's up. That's super cool. I love the way you describe that because I, I feel like from an analytical perspective, when we're looking into music or wondering about an artist's process, we focus so much on like the technical mental thought process of going into building a song. And, and especially from a freestyle perspective, that's even more like what people are looking at and like trying to understand, like, how is their mind going, you know, doing this and that and the other and thinking this far ahead. But I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but it, it almost sounds like you're describing the freestyling process and music, music making process as speaking more with your heart than with your mind. And exactly. I think that's so cool because like I said, I mean, we're wondering like, you know, how does your mind do that? But it's like, in a sense, your heart is just telling you what to say. Like you're not worried about planning out every little thing, but it's just like, it's coming from where you're feeling. And I think that's super, super cool, man. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. You, I mean, you hit it right on the dot. You hit it right on the dot. Sweet. I, I, I did want to shift just a little bit because I am a production and instrumental nerd when it comes to breaking down nice. music and um, especially with tracks like Na Na and Life at Stake. Um, your okay. instrumental choice kind of strays from the confines maybe of what mainstream modern hip hop is. And mm. so what goes into your production choices and how do you go about deciding those things when you're putting a project together? So it's based on kind of songs I listen to on a daily basis, artists that I listen to. Um, I look up to them and get inspiration, but once again, it comes from me. So the way that kind of like forms is, it's, it's really all by ear. And I feel like that kind of touches on by the heart part, like what's going to touch me, you know, like emotionally. And then, you know, if, if it does touch me, what am I going to, you know, what kind of song am I going to make with that? Is there going to be a purpose for that song? And with Nana, um, it, you know, he already had that beat. That was a beat that, you know, Nate, uh, my boy Nate has already made. Um, so listening to some of the beat choices he had, um, Nana was, um, just inspired by a boogie pretty much like just the whole like the whole like you know you say you were there for me but you're not kind of thing like you keep it 100 i'm stuck in the jungle you know like a boogie's old kind of stuff kind of matching with that nana kind of thing but more in the perspective of me like and and you know because uh, what's the the first literally the first line i said um uh, why'd you have to get up in my life just to complicate it? Like, just, you know, I don't even understand it. I thought that time was patience. And as, as you kept on rolling on time, I thought that time was wasted. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's more complex, but you get the message, you know? So uh, that's why I wanted to stand kind of above the modern, because with a beat like that, you'd expect kind of like a Post Malone or like a, you know, yeah. uh, type song, maybe like a slow Kid Leroy kind of thing, you know, but with it still being me and still you can hear my voice kind of the same as you would in life and stake. Um, the point of it is just, uh, I, I mean, I, cause I wanted this album revolutionary that the name came from the variety of beats. Mm -hmm. So I knew at the end of the day, I had to have a different topic for each song, you know, and then, you know, make it make sense on why it's revolutionary. So um, uh, when, when it comes to life at stake, uh, what, uh, 24 hours to live by Jordan Lucas. Uh, he's supposed to drop his album next month. Um, I don't know why he hasn't already. He's supposed to drop it back <laughs> in August. Um, he was my number one rapper. And, um, you know, it kind of fell off because of that. But with 24 hours to live, um, that's where I kind of got the idea of life at stake. You know, what would you do if your life was at stake? 
you had to pick one rapper to the plate, one rapper that would make your life change, you know? It's still talking about me, but I'm making a song, you know? Like, so just, I want people to put in the perspective that, you know, it is from me and everything like that, but, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, it's a song. You know, I, I'm an artist as well as a person. So um, I, I love how a lot of people that I know listen to my music because they know me as a person as well. So when it comes to the picking of the instrumentals, it, I guess you can say the way I kind of explain the songs, like if I were to perform it or if I were to kind of like recite it for you guys or like do anything like that, you'll kind of see the different emotions and where that kind of comes from for each, you know? Dope. Yeah, man. Um, so when when we first kind of started talking before uh, we got the date for this interview and everything, um, you were letting me know that this is your best project that you've done and um, seeing that you've had all these other projects, one, I love that you progressively see yourself getting better and that you're enjoying what you're putting out, like with each drop that you do. Um, why do you think that this is the one, like why this one's better than all of the other projects that you dropped? Um, well, because, because my numbers are it's kind of, it might sound a little strange, but my numbers are way lower than my beginning projects. Everything was so anticipated because me as a person dropping his first album ever, bam, mm -hmm. skyrocketed immediately. That makes sense, right? Yeah. If my fan base is loyal, if my people, you know, say they're like ready for me, you know, they were ready. Second album comes along. Uh, quality up there, bars up there. Um, names, cover, everything like that just has progressed. So from that point, I got better. I, I had my first music video. Mm -hmm. That was another thing that skyrocketed because everything was kind of a first, but it's not as strong as my first album. Mm -hmm. Then going on to album, going on to album three, um, once again, it was a, like 20 songs. I have 20 songs, five features or six features on that album. Now that album collectively has a lot because it's a lot of songs, but it doesn't have as much as a single as when I previously dropped singles for before. Right. Anticipation just wasn't there, but everyone that was really close and stuck along saw the progression. Yeah. So no backing down from there. Fourth album, boom. Now I'm in a position where not only am I freestyling every single song instead of writing most of them like I did in the previous albums, I'm getting so much attention on social media, but I'm not getting a lot of streams mm. that the reason why that makes it the best is because I know that the more that I'm going to progress with, because my next album, I already have an, a fifth album ready. Like yeah. next month, I'm planning on dropping it next month. Awesome. And my first single comes out Wednesday. When people hear this Ooh. single and the snippet is out on Instagram, when people hear the whole song though, they're like, there's no way that's you. I've already sent it to a few people and people are like going kind of nuts. Cause like you didn't rap in it at all. Like, why didn't you da, 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 da. it's yeah. coming from me, you know, it's going to be better than before because the, it only takes one to go up there. And as soon as I find my, like find me, find whatever, even if that's making albums with varieties, or if I make an album off one sound that everybody likes, but obviously make it a little different within each song, you know, like um, then, I mean, then I reached my goal, you know, and, you know, and it, it's it's okay to admit the downfalls because at the end of the day, like I know personally that these are songs that could be played on the radio more than my first album, just because of quality, right? It doesn't matter about quantity. Um, 
So overall, it is the quality, but also with the amount of compliments that I've gotten as well versus uh, my other albums. Yeah. I might have thousands of more streams, but the amount of compliments that I've got on progression, on feeling, on I related to that, everything has just bumped up. That, that's why it's my best. I, I, I didn't go down at all. Just cool. because streams are down does not mean I didn't go down, you know? Yeah. And In the Clutch might be forever my best song. But at the end of the day, Burning Up is a way better song. I love listening to Burning Up rather than one I can call a hit for myself, you know? Yeah, that's a solid mindset. I like so. that. That's sweet. I um, wanted to pick your brain a little bit and ask you, um, not just specifically with this album, but in general, who are some artists that you draw inspiration from uh, in your music making? Okay, so obviously you're already besides saying a boogie um, for most of it. Um, if I'm going to be honest, um, Lil Wayne um, is my personal goat. And watching a lot of interviews, like within the last few months, like I've just seen only clips of like him, like he's been like, I don't know if it's just me, but he's been like kind of everywhere recently, whether it's like performing at the Super Bowl, whether that's, you know, like, oh, I didn't remember I said that or like it's an old clip of him freestyling like his process is just the same. He walks in there. He just it's how he's feeling that day. As soon as that kind of clicked with me, I just I I kind of. um I kind of needed to use that um, due to the fact that I was freestyling. So I knew what I was kind of getting myself into. So I'm not a little Wayne, but I can definitely take his process and put that into the thing. Right. Um, besides him, Jordan Lucas, obviously with life at stake, but then also with the ad libs. I don't know if you noticed my ad libs, but my ad libs are all inspired by him because I love his ad libs. Um, you know, the simple like or whatever, man, or just, you know, D-Lo in the back, you know, and that's like join her, join her, you know? So um, I would say he's definitely, a, has always been a big part. Um, I've been also listening to a lot of uh, um, like Zillakami. Do you know who Zillakami is? He's, no. so he's in the Suicide Boys like spectrum. Okay. He is a fast, so he has the sound of them. But if he like was like a regular rapper or like just like on a boom bat beep or whatever and just had his normal voice, he would have like the vocabulary of like a, I, I wouldn't say like Kendrick J. Cole, I would say more of like maybe like a logic or like, a you know, because he, he, he raps very modern, but the stuff that he says and puts together, it's not bars that go over your head. It's just so organized and well put together. So that kind of gave me that boost to be like, okay, if I put this on for my friends, they're going to think it's trash. But the reason why I think it's good is because of this, this, and that. So I'm going to yeah. kind of, so when I kind of listen to him, I get really hyped. So that kind of goes along to the question from before uh, with like the instrumentals and stuff. I really like like very fast paced, like 808 kind of songs. And so he kind of gave me that inspo as well. And then I would say the last and final one, in all honesty, would be SZA. SZA, when it comes to topics and when it comes to love, is my favorite artist. Um, her and Big Sean, Big Sean would be my favorite male artist, but, uh, with that, like with love, but, uh, she would definitely be my favorite female one. Um, they definitely just hit like very relatable topics for me. And, uh, I run through their music constantly. I never skip, you know, depending on the song, of course, but, um, yeah. I would say those are definitely a few, definitely yeah. a few for this album alone. This, this might go along with that. And if it's the same people, that's totally cool. But I also wanted to ask. Okay. 
in today's hip hop world, if you had to pick a top three, four, five, however many you want, who would you say are the best right now? Oh, yeah, that's not going to be the same. Um, <laughs> um, I don't care what anyone says, hot take, but Utopia is still number one for me. Um, I think Travis Scott is just, I don't know, that that album is just amazing, bro. Um, I, I take a lot of inspiration from that. Um, and, and you're you're going to see that in the next album. So if we have an interview with that, you'll be like, hey, da, 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 you, you were talking about Travis Scott. I heard that in this song. Yeah, man, I told you, you know, kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I would say another one for me in the top five is Akon. Um, Akon is my favorite throwback artist. Um, he doesn't drop music now, but that does not mean he's not relevant. I I don't know. I just, he's always been in my top five, like as a kid. And so I don't think I can ever kind of take his spot. Um, I would say now too, um, it would suck that if, you know, Joyner dropped, you know, if he would have dropped already, but um, I would still put him up there. Um, regardless, because uh, his ADHD album is still one of my favorite albums as well. Um, that just one keeps me, you know, going through ADHD and Revenge, only two songs I can really just fully bump, you know, on repeat. Um, a couple more. Um, definitely A Boogie, I just still have to put in there. Um, he was actually one of the first artists that, like, I rapped on, like, tight beats to. Um, you know, so like, uh, you know, I rapped on his instrumentals, like when I was writing on paper, but then also like I'd rap on the A Boogie type beats. And that was, those were like kind of my favorites. Piano, something simple at the time. Um, So kind of moving on to now, you know, he just still doesn't miss for me, uh, especially when it comes to deep topics too. He's always up there. So uh, great, relatable artist for sure. Uh, definitely. Um, And then if I had to pick a top five, for my fifth and final one. Um, kind of hard. It's kind of hard for that fifth spot because there's so many rappers that could be up there. Um, I'm going to be honest, 21 Savage. 21 Savage has had a great run and I don't think he misses on a feature neither. Uh, his last album too. Oh my gosh. His last album was amazing too. Uh, Red Drum, Sneaky, uh, and All of Me running through my playlist all the time too yeah so um that'd be my top five sweet so for the final question that that we got a good way to kind of wrap everything up um what what brought you to music like why why be an artist why continue putting out music like you talked about how you know you weren't really heard when you kind of first started so like how did you kind of push through that like why have you become like an artist? If I'm going to be completely honest with you, um, the one answer that I can really tell you is that, uh, you know, it was um, it was honestly the Lord's plan. Um, I am a Christian. I'm not a Christian rapper, but with my beliefs and my faith, that's the one thing that's kept me going. Um, because if you don't have faith in, you know, whatever belief you have in, as long as you have faith in yourself, that's all that matters. And so if I believe what I believe in and I stick to it and I continue as an artist, because I know that that was a path that was set for me, you know, it's, I can't imagine a life without it. I, I honestly can't imagine my life without, you know, me and Zach collabing on music. My mm-hmm. best friend that, you know, was the goofiest guy in high school <laughs> who no one would ever expect to be on a track, you know, but we did it um and uh i don't know if you saw but one of our songs hit 12 million on facebook wow 
Congrats on just that. Out of nowhere, I looked on DistroKid and it just said I made money. And I said, why, how? And it said 12 million. And I had to rub my eyes a few times. <laughs> and I just said, you know, Facebook, not Spotify, but it's Facebook. I don't even have Facebook, but, you know, and uh, making him happy as well, because that's pushed, you know, one of my best friends up there um, with meeting Nate the guy that's been behind everything, everything, all my videos, all my production, everything. He's also been a best friend to me. You know, I can't imagine my life without, you know, a person like him. I can't imagine not being able to meet you. I can't imagine your encouragement over the first few years of me starting because we were in that same bubble of just experimenting and trying music. And as soon as we just figured out that it was something because everyone kind of knows us as us, as well as J-Mac or D-Lo, it's just, you know, there's just no reason to stop. There's just no reason to stop. If you don't, you know, it, whatever you have faith in is, like I said, as long as you have faith in yourself, and that's just the one thing that I've kept. And then another thing too is give and I shall receive. You know, I'm going to give the people what they want to hear. You know, what I want them to hear as well. Um, I don't want them to hear any cursing. I, I want them to be able to share this to their parents, their grandparents, and be like, hey, I know this guy. Like, I figured you would like a song like this. You know, they sampled maybe the 60s thing. Can you hear it in the back? Oh, this actually sounds kind of pretty cool. He's not on the radio. Like, it's just a lot of different things can jump, and it's, it's just a chain reaction. But until I reach the end goal of getting it out there to everybody and being known, you know, by most of the world, it's just – for now, it's just keeping my faith and just keeping locked into what I have to do. Because nice. it's not all about music. It's not just music. Nice. As an artist, I can't really, you know, I have put a lot of my personality into artistry because egotistical artists are out there. A lot of money, people who are greedy, you know, and there's like, you know, like I said before, we're all not perfect. We all haven't had, you know, things perfect. But for what we have and for what we can look back on, I can tell you that two years ago, I, you know, or three years ago, lasting you, I would not be able to, I cannot tell you that I'd be here today where I am making music and doing everything. So regardless of all that, it's just, I'm just going to stay true to it because of what it's brought to me. So that's a phenomenal answer. Thank you. Super cool, man. Super cool. Well, congratulations on revolutionary. Um, and, and we are stoked to hear this new project that's coming out soon. Um, do you have any questions for us or any last things you want to hit on before we wrap up? Couple things. Um, one, are you guys releasing a review at all? Anything that uh we can watch or you know, my people can watch or yeah, so so or is we, it just gonna be the interview? So um the we we don't have an actual um reaction or anything to the album. We just kind of listen to that like by ourselves, uh, write our notes down like that. Um, but the thing that will be posted is this episode, the interview, and no, that's yeah. on like no. we do full episodes on YouTube and then it's on Spotify, Apple, and wherever else podcasts can be listened to. Dope. I just want to make sure that something is out there. So um, you know, yeah. give you guys the proper recognition and <laughs> that we both deserve. Um, but uh and then the last thing I would say is um are you guys ready for Wednesday? I'm stoked I'm, now. Uh, yeah, no, I'm actually stoked. <laughs> I, I hope you are because um the sample, the 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 voice, the, the everything that I put into this song, this is for sure my deepest song. And so okay. and if you ever want to talk about how I made that, I'd be more than welcome to 
not drop names, but drop <laughs> situations and <laughs> be honest about my feelings. And yeah. hopefully someone can take something from it. And hopefully, um, you know, any artists and any anybody just as people can take anything from this interview. Um, I hope that you can take it and apply it or apply it to people, you know, you know, and I hope you guys can apply anything that I've said as well. Um, you know, I, I'm definitely going to apply the stuff you guys said, because now knowing some feedback and you guys actually analyzing every single bit of it, it just, it helps me realize that, you know, there are people who care about my music. So I'm going to definitely care back, give and I shall receive and we'll just keep the cycle going and we'll just keep putting it out there, you know? Absolutely. Well, man, this has been phenomenal. Glad that we were able yes. to have this interview and talk about Revolutionary. Um, we'll, we'll give you feedback on uh, on Wednesday when your song drops. Stoked to hear it, man. On that note, yeah. you got anything else? For the listeners out there, make sure to check out D-Lo um, wherever you, you stream your music from. Revolutionary's out now. New song out Wednesday. Um, super stoked to get to meet you today, brother, and uh, keep up the good Thank work. You. We're stoked for you. Likewise. Um, and I, once again, appreciate it. Uh, this is the second time I've ever been on a podcast. So it's uh, it's very exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, I wish you guys the best of luck as well. And uh, I can't wait uh, for the interview to drop and for everyone to see it. So sure. yeah. all right. Well, thank you very much. We'll catch you later, my boy. Catch you. You guys have a good one.